Hi, sisters. We are back in Philippians. I am so excited. We are going to be going over Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 through 9, and we will be doing this in a four-part series. Paul has so much to say about not resting in our works and our flesh for our salvation. And anything that we have lost in the salvation of Christ, if we have lost friends and family, or we're getting persecuted, or maybe you're being made fun of, it is all worth it because we're going to see what great gain it is to follow Jesus Christ. So grab your Bibles and come on this journey with me, or you can just listen while you're doing your daily tasks. Either way, the word of God is going to start marinating in you right now. Hey family, welcome to God's word, transforming lives. Are you ready to dive deeper into your walk with Christ? Do you desire to learn his word with a greater understanding that applies to your daily living? Do you feel like you're in a vicious cycle of victory and defeat? My name is Amy and friend, I was so frustrated with my faith walk for decades. No matter what I did, I could not escape the symptoms that trauma from my childhood left me with. Not only that, I didn't seem to experience any victory that I read about in the Word of God. And even worse, I couldn't see it or experience it in my church life either. It all left me feeling even more confused and more empty. I knew Christ was the way and the truth and the life, and I knew His Word was the answer. So finally one day, I got fed up with living in defeat. And I became determined to find the Jesus of Scripture. I discovered true faith in Christ and had to unlearn much of what I had been taught. With God's Word and His Spirit, I have been free from anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and suicidal thoughts for almost 15 years. And I have learned a tool set to overcome my past trauma and losses. God's word has transformed my life. If you are ready for truth and transformation, then hop into the slow cooker with me and let's marinate together in God's word. Did you know I have a free sisterhood community of women just like you? Women who love Jesus and they love one another. They too are looking for that deeper walk with Christ and they love learning his word. If you pause right now and click the link below in the show notes, it'll take you right to the Facebook group. We look forward to getting to know you. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be back with you again as we are going through the book of Philippians. So we are actually at Philippians chapter 3. Wow, we've been really getting through it. I'm excited. So we're just going to dive right in and start with verse 1. So Paul, he says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but is, is for you to be safe or for your safety is what the ESV says, I believe. This word, finally, he is not ending the letter here. He's saying, furthermore. Furthermore, I just want to remind you guys, I want to put a reminder in here that you to just rejoice in the Lord. And I had just gotten done with a series on nine things that rob your joy. If you have not listened to that yet or watched that video, I encourage you to go and do that because there are so many things out there that wants to rob and steal our joy. And our joy is a precious gift 
of through our salvation in Jesus Christ. And so we just want to remind them again, listen, I'm in prison. I'm in prison, but yet I am finding reasons to rejoice in my salvation. My, my, I don't keep my mind on my earthly circumstances. My mind is on Christ. And he wants to remind them to keep their minds focused on Christ. He knows that they're going through a lot. He knows that they're, 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 worried about him. They're, um, they're persecuted. They're a very poor church. There's all these things. And now they've got these false teachers coming in and, and just causing them all kinds of, um, problems, which is what he's getting ready to address. And he's just saying, remember to rejoice in your salvation. Keep our eyes focused on eternity, on the glorification, the inheritance that awaits us, what is afforded to us. And we've talked a lot about that. This is called the epistle of joy for a reason to be constantly reminded that our joy is a supernatural gift for us. My love of Paul says here, when he says for me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you, it is safe. He understands that, you know, he doesn't mind repeating himself. He doesn't remind mind saying the same things over and over again, because we are like dumb sheep. We forget things very easily. And sometimes we have to be reminded constantly about things. I think of Ephesians four, you know, where we've got the, the beautiful, um, you know, elders and overseers of our faith that are maturing us in the word. And so they've got to, you know, constantly be telling us and reminding us of the word of God. It is the job of Titus men and Titus women, older ones to train up the younger ones in the ways that they should go. And we need to be willing to repeat ourselves often if necessary. And so, and we see that with Peter too, in second Peter, when he was like, I know I'm getting ready to leave this earth. And so I want to rewrite, I want to write these things to you again. I know I've already taught you these things, but I need to remind you so that you have it so that you do not forget and praise God, because here we are 2000 years later, able to glean from what Peter wanted us to be reminded of what the Holy Spirit wanted us to keep reminded of. And so it is so important that we are in the word constantly being renewed and refreshed by the word of God, because we do forget so easily. You know, I loved, you know, my husband, when he was teaching, he's like, he brings everything back to like unity and love uh, in Christ. And he's always seems to be repeating himself, bringing forth, bringing it all back around because we need reminded. We need reminded of these important truths. And Paul knew that they needed reminded of important truths that he says, I don't mind repeating myself. And so here it is. I'm going to repeat myself. So keep listening to things over and over again. Don't think you've been there, done that. I, we've talked about before about preach the gospel to yourself every day. It doesn't get old. It is the gospel. It is what saved us. It is the good news. And we need to be reminded of who we are in Christ every day. We need to be reminded of what we've been set free from and, and what we have been brought into and so that we can live a life of obedience and, and of joy and of peace. And because the world is just distracting us and, and, and bombarding us with lies and negativity and false philosophies and false ideologies. And so we have to stay rooted in the word of God and be reminded constantly of who God is and who we are and what our mission is here, because we are an easily distracted race, humans. And so I love that. It is for our safety. It is for our safety that this word has been delivered to us to help us, because what's he getting ready to go into here? False teachers, false 
people who want to lead us astray and lead us into hell with the doctrines of demons. And so let's go into verse two. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. He's saying, I need to remind you guys that you've got to guard your hearts. You've got to guard your minds. You have to stay focused into the word of God and know who God is and know who you are because you've got these dogs. He, he's calling these people have crept into the church. And remember in Acts 20, when he's getting ready to leave and he gets the elders together and he's like, I've taught you everything I know. There's no blood on my hands, but I've got to warn you that there's going to be wolves in sheep's clothing that are going to come as soon as they hear that I'm leaving, they're going to come in and they're not going to spare the flock. They're going to bring in destructive heresies. They're going to bring in doctrines of demons because they, they are used by the enemy. Jude talks about this, that they, cre they creep into our churches unnoticed with their doctrines of demons and they're used by the enemy. They're Trojan horses. And so you figure this is 2000 years ago. What do you think is going on today? And especially with the rise of social media, where everyone now has a platform, every false teacher has a platform now, and they make it sound so good because they bring in twisted scripture out of context. And if we don't know the word for ourselves, we are going to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And it could cost us our souls. And so this is really important as we are, are delving and we go line by line and verse by verses. We're learning the word of God together. Beware of these dogs. It's interesting that the Jews used to call Gentiles dogs. Now dogs, we think of dogs today. We think of our fluffy friends. We think of our beautiful dog, right? There's my English bulldog. We think of, oh, there are babies. We love them. But Dogs back then in ancient times, and even today in countries around the world where we, we've gone to other countries, and, and this can be very true, where there's dogs, they're just all over the streets, they're ravaging through garbage, they are, they cause, you know, they bring disease and pestilence, um, they'll, they will, um, you know, walk in packs and sometimes even attack humans or attack children, and so they can become, they're a, they are a nuisance. They are a nuisance and they are just, they don't want anything to do with them. And so this is what Jews would literally call Gentiles. They call them dogs. So here's Paul going back and turning the table and saying, you know who the dogs are now is these Judaizers, these, these evil workers that are creeping in to the churches and they're trying to add works to salvation. He says, you gotta be aware of these mutilators. These people, these are, they're, they're wanting to mutilate. And of course he's talking about the circumcision here as we'll go into verse three, for we are the circumcision who worship God in spirit, in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. And so he's talking about Judaizers. Judaizers would come in and they would say, yeah, you can have Jesus, but you need to add the ceremonial laws. You need to add the dietary laws. You need to circumcise yourselves. You guys got to go cut off that foreskin of the circumcision. And you have to do all these things in order to keep your salvation. He says, man, these are evil, evil workers. They did, They just lost the understanding of what circumcision was in the Jew and before Christ on the cross. When he came, you know, circumcision was a great reminder of going to the most vulnerable part on a man, which was the place where procreation took place. 
And cutting off that foreskin is a reminder that sin comes through procreation, that sin comes through Adam, through the sperm. And it, it has permeated the entire human race. And because of that, we need a savior because we are all born of Adam. We all have a sinful nature that we are born with and we need a savior in order to be set free from it. And so this was a beautiful, great reminder, but the Jews had turned it into a ritual and a ceremony. It was, it, beha- it became meaningless. It became nothing more than just a, a, a ritual to, to, for um, religious purposes. And now what we, what we have is a, an identification with the new birth is our water baptism, which is so beautiful. When you become born again, you go and, and, and you, you get water baptized and it's a symbol of the great need of our sin being taken at the cross that we are baptized in Christ's crucifixion and then raised in his resurrection power in him. And we are new creations in Christ born again with a new nature. It is a beautiful ritual that we do, but it is not for our salvation. It does not save us. And there are evil workers out there today that teach that baptism is part of our salvation, that you have to be, it is Christ plus water baptism. If you're not water baptized, then you aren't truly born again. And that is adding works to salvation. That's what Paul's saying here. Anyone that comes to you and adds any type of work to your salvation is an evil worker. They are a dog and they need to be avoided at all costs. If somebody comes to you and says, you have to be born again and must speak in tongues. You must be born again and and baptized in water. You must be born again and do so many prayers or you have to come to church so this many times a day or you have to pay you know you have to pay 10% of your money or you're it's Christ plus all these other things you have to knock on so many doors you have to do a, a two year missionary tour whatever it is that is not the gospel that is a different gospel and Paul addresses that in Galatians 1 he says Man, in Galatians 1, 8, and 9, who has bewitched you? If anyone comes preaching another gospel, whether it even be myself or an angel, let them be cursed. That's Paul's, by calling them dogs here and evil workers and mutilators, because he's referring to that word is actually a pagan term. And he's literally calling them cursed. And he's saying, man, you want to know the truth? Verse three, for we are the circumcision. Dealt with that. We are the circumcision. The ones that are truly circumcised are the ones that are circumcised of the heart. The ones that the Holy Spirit of God has come into and made a transformation in our lives. We have become born again, new creations. We are the ones that are of the circumcision now because it's never been about a ritual. It's never been about a physical ritual. It's always been about the heart. Remember, Abraham was saved by faith. Abraham was saved by faith. Talks about that in Romans, talks about that in Ephesians, but he was saved by faith, just like we are saved by faith alone in Christ alone, the finished work of Christ. And so it is God in the spirit, we who worship God in the spirit, being born again by the Holy Spirit of God, regenerated, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. 
Those are the true worshipers. Those are the true circumcised. It's not about being Jew or Gentile anymore. It's about who is worshiping God in spirit and truth. Remember when Jesus was at the water, at the well with the woman at the well in John 4, and they were having the discussion about the worshipers. And he says, listen, it's not going to be on that mountain anymore. It's not going to be those in Jerusalem anymore. It's not going to be contained to a building. It's going to be those, the people who follow me, my people are going to be those who worship me in spirit and in truth. These are people that are born again with the spirit of God, whose lives have been completely transformed because they have faith in Jesus Christ. And they are going to worship me in the truth of who I am by the word of God. And they can worship me anywhere. It's not going to be a localized place where this is the only place where we worship God. We are going to be able to worship him anywhere and everywhere because he resides in us. It is a heart transformation, not rules, regulations, and rituals and ceremonies. And so he says, we can't put confidence in the flesh. We can't put confidence in these things. And he says, though, verse four, I might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks that he may have confidence in the flesh, I have more confidence than anyone. And so he's going to break down some things here on how he actually could, if it, if it was in the flesh, if the flesh had anything to do with our salvation, he was winning the race in that area. And he's about to give us several reasons why he's actually greater than the Judaizers if we're looking to our flesh for salvation. Okay. And so we're going to break that down here. Um, in these next two verses, which is so beautiful. Remember, there's no confidence in the flesh. Amen. Amen. Family, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If it has blessed you in any way, would you give me 30 seconds and share it with a friend of yours? One more small little favor, if you would. Head over to whatever podcast source you're listening to this on and give me a five-star review. That would be so great. It helps get the episodes out there to other people who may be wanting to learn God's word. Again, don't forget guys, until next time, it is a crockpot faith, not a microwave. With God's word, discipleship, and patience, you too will be transformed for his good work grace and peace I leave with you until next time.